Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. for joining us on Tuesday night. This is episode number 28 of Tuesday Night Titans. It is January 2nd, 2024. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, joined by my very good friend and co-host on Tuesday nights, Mr. Andrew Baydala. What is going on, man? What's going on, everybody? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Normally, we got our coffee. I got my magic mind. I got my liquid death. We're good to go. It's going to be a good. I know, man. Is good. Yeah, yeah. We got a big night ahead of us, man. Uh, I put together 16 different categories last week for everybody on this side of the community to vote on. And we're going to go over who we think is the best of in 2023. Not only that, we got some major news happening this week, which I'm sure... Uh, my partner in crime over here has a lot to say, man. Holy shit with the controversy and the discussion, man, about Cody Rhodes and Dwayne Johnson, man. Uh, I got more than just this. <laughs> I got a text from this guy. He's like, you ready for The Rock? I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. I guess. But how is that going to translate into everything, man? But break uh, it down for everybody. We're going to break it down for everybody. As as soon as we get into the show, I think that's the first thing we're going to start off with. So, uh, Sasha Banks not going to WWE. Mercedes may end up in you AEW. You don't say. <laughs> I know. It's, it's crazy. And then Trinity. The news of Trinity fought two. Naomi heading back to WWE. How does that play into the whole Mercedes going to AEW thing? Is it something that we should be looking out for is Sasha really going to WWE we'll talk about Kevin Dunn as well major departure there it actually happened while Drew and I were live at World's End on Saturday night at the Nassau Coliseum I know I got a text and I was like hey look at this and you're like no way I was like way literally it's uh it's it's funny I said this yesterday it's like you know we were there read that article and it's like we're at World's End it's like holy shit that is the end of the world right there I, I didn't think that was gonna happen yeah, the only thing that would have been better is if they played uh, REM. Yeah, really. Uh, um, first, I want to, before we get into everything, I just want to say um, thank you to everyone who voted. Thank you to everyone who showed up on Long Island for the pre-party. Yes. Thank you to everyone who showed up afterwards at the hotel. That place was mobbed. Uh, I've never seen anything like that, but it was still cool to see some people we saw earlier in the night. And thank you for everybody who gave me gifts, gave JD gifts, wanted pictures, all that, who bought us a couple of sodas. We appreciate that, too. And... Uh, even the fans that were, you know, behind us during the event, coming over and asking for pictures and bringing us stuff, it was all very humbling, and uh, we owe a debt of gratitude to all of you. So thank you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's always an experience when I do the meet and greets. I know the Drew was actually um, a first timer with me doing that. Um, I don't know how he felt going into it. I don't know really know what to uh, expect going into those types of things. But it's always, like he said, it's always very humbling. It's always great to see the energy and how we put out this content, you guys just digest it and love it and use it weekly, whether you're going through some bullshit, some real-life stuff, you needed a little escape, or you just want two guys who know their shit 
who are just like you fans that want to give you a real solid opinion about what we're watching on television. And, and I, I want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart because every time we do those things, you know, I, I'm nervous going in. I'm like, do I really want to meet everybody? And then it's like, when, when I get there, you guys make it seem very comfortable. So I appreciate you guys very much for all that. And we had a great time at World's End as well. A great time. We had great seats. Thanks, thanks to Drew here. And uh, I had a blast at the pay-per-view, which I thought was a solid show, but not AEW's best, which I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll touch upon uh, later in the show. But anyway, buddy, I'm going to leave it with you. As always, let's see what you're going to start us off with, man. Well, I think we should just go go right ahead and jump into the whole Dwayne Johnson yeah. and the Rock thing showing up last night on Monday Night Raw. Um, my kid was so excited. That's why I have half a shiner here. Um, we were sitting <laughs> next to each other, and he I knew it was coming, but normally I don't let him stay up. And uh, he was up pretty late last night and saw it and literally gave me an elbow to the side of my head while we were watching the show. But um, that would never stop me from coming on the air. But I mean, just that, like, think about that for a second. That's a seven-year-old kid who really has never seen The Rock in his prime, has never seen The Rock wrestle, ever. Um, going nuts for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So the backlash, I would say, the uproar of people saying, well, how the hell is Cody going to finish his story? All this other stuff, which we'll get to. But I will say this, um, JD, I know you did a review show last night. I know you knew it was coming. Um, I almost put out our um, text exchange, but I thought better of it. I was like, eh, probably shouldn't do that. But, I mean, genuinely, were you surprised? Was I surprised that he called out Roman Reigns? No. Um, I mean, I uh, I could have did without five minutes of Jinder Mahal on the microphone, but, you know, regardless of that, um, I know why they did that, and I know you told me why they did that. You told everybody on social media, did you just expect The Rock's music to just hit the PA system after a lukewarm announcement from Samantha Irving? They wanted to build some anticipation up for it. Um, I'm not surprised that he mentioned Roman, but I'm surprised at how, and I mean this in the nicest way, man. I'm surprised how how unintelligent some people are. And, you know, I, I tend to do it as well. I jump to conclusions from time to time without really thinking. I'm in my emotions. I give you a direct punch to the face without like, hey, let me think about this for a second. I think a lot of the community last night really jumped the gun on WrestleMania and the Elimination Chamber. And a lot of people are really not understanding the importance of the Nick Khan era. And this is what I want to convey to people. A lot of people tend to think that the Elimination Chamber is a B-plus pay-per-view. Maybe it was, but I think, Drew, in this Nick Khan era, I think he's really looking to make all of the PLEs destination shows, which is what he's done over the last two years. I don't think 65,000 people is anything to sneeze at. No, and I think that's what people need to understand. Like, they're not, no offense to the building, they're not doing this in Hartford. They're not doing this in, you know, the Talking Stick Arena Resort or whatever in Phoenix. I love Phoenix, love Hartford. They're doing this in Perth, Australia, in front of 65,000 people. This is not your typical elimination chamber. Last year's chamber, I believe, was in Saudi Arabia. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're taking these PLEs and they're no, making No, that was in Montreal. I don't want to cut Montreal. you off. Montreal. You're right. Yeah. Montreal. And the one before that was in yes. Saudi Arabia. Yes. So, yes, and Montreal was a huge show. I mean, they sold that building out well, and they had Sammy versus um, Roman. So, yes, 100%. So... They are making these PLEs ginormous. Look at Backlash. 
Look at France now. Look at money. Money in the bank was supposed to be in a stadium. They had to pull it into the arena because it just wasn't really selling well. SummerSlam has been in stadiums now for the past couple of years and really should have been since they left Brooklyn. The Royal Rumble hasn't been inside a arena in damn near, I would say, four years, you know, not counting the um, the Super uh, or whatever it was, the Thunderdome, okay? So what WWE is doing is they're continually building equity in these PLEs and making cities, states, and even countries want to bid on them. Here's the thing. Here's the deal, right? PLE's not selling that well. The Elimination Chamber, I mean, with all due respect, 40,000 seats is still very, very well. But when you're aiming for a sellout, what are you going to, are you going to, you're going to put the cherry on top of WrestleMania, which I would love, everybody would love. It's where I would like to see Roman and Rock face off. But do you really need that cherry on top? Or could you do this at the Elimination Chamber? And could you have it where you sell 20,000 more seats? And not to mention everybody, I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop some bombs here. I'm gonna drop some news for everybody real quick. Perth, Australia, Australia itself, but the city, Perth, wants Dwayne the Rock Johnson bad, bad, bad enough that they're willing to cover, if not all, half of his expense to be on the show, which is a five million plus. That's the rumored number. I'll say that. That's rumored. Five million plus to have him appear and wrestle on the show. They are willing to sink their money into that just to make this PLE a smash. You don't, you don't think WWE is going to take that? You think that WWE gives a ton of shit what you or me want? No, they're going to do its best for business. And if they could get The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, attached to their brand... For three months, they're going to take it. I had people calling me this morning. Rock's back? They haven't watched wrestling in five years. Rock came back last night. Yep. It's best for business. We're, they could put Rock on any pay-per-view and it's best for business. So I, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it at WrestleMania, boys and girls, but I'm telling you this right now. The city wants it bad enough, and it seems like they're going to get it. $5 million paycheck for a 20-minute match, if that, with Roman Reigns. And <laughs> they can throw I mean, him in the chamber. Not even that true. That it, not, even, not even that true. It saves it saves WWE a headache because you know they get the Rock on this show, which automatically takes this show into the utmost of importance on the road to WrestleMania, your biggest time of the year. And at the same time, you don't have to change plans for what you originally had for WrestleMania and can, and you can go into WrestleMania with what you currently had scheduled for everybody else without fucking up anybody else's creative going into Philadelphia. I mean, that's now, a, that's a win-win situation here. It is. It's a win for people, fans like me and you and all that other stuff and analysts. And it's a win-win if we get Cody and Roman at WrestleMania, if they don't do this and they decide WWE decides we're going to just, we're going to do Roman and rocket mania. We'll have the rock appear in Perth, but he's not going to wrestle Roman. Fine. Fine. So be it. But I can tell you this right now. If WWE decides not to pull the trigger on Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, and then they decide to not pull the trigger at Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam, don't pull it at all because people are going to be disinterested. And that's not a knock on Cody. Cody's the man. It's just how much longer you want us to wait. We've been pretty goddamn patient. I'm not talking about we as like, I'm not, I want Cody to finish his story. But those Cody diehards and the fans, 
weekly, monthly, now almost a year have been waiting for this moment. Rock and Roman's big. How many people are you going to piss off? A lot. Not that they care. And a lot of people, like you said, are impatient right now. And WWE has teased this already. Uh, I know Cody made an appearance on SmackDown um, in around the third or fourth quarter of last year. There was a stare down with him and Roman Reigns, obviously coming out of WrestleMania last year with the loss. Clearly, it's set up for a rematch. You just felt there was going to be a rematch at some point coming out of that conclusion in WrestleMania 39's main events. They built him to have this adversity with Brock Lesnar, build him back up, have him earn it, go through this, trials and tribulations, and then build to him and Roman Reigns. And if they don't pull the trigger at 40, I'm with you. I'm not, I don't really give a shit right now, but it's the right thing to do for business creatively. If they don't do it at 40, I don't think people are going to ask for it anymore after WrestleMania. But the thing is, if they they do rock and Cody, or excuse me, they're, if Roman and Cody, yeah, they don't, they don't, I mean, to me, they, they need to, because that's the story. But if they do pivot to something else and then we get rock and Roman at WrestleMania, you know, then we start talking about and opening up a whole new can of worms is Roman losing the championship before we get to WrestleMania, because theoretically we don't need Roman and rock for the title. It could be for the, the title of head of the table. And then you start talking about, well, Randy Orton's back. Maybe he beats Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, or maybe Ro- Randy and Roman is the match at Elimination Chamber, and Randy beats him then, and then we get Cody and Roman. But like I said, you open up a whole new can of worms. Cody and Roman is the story right now. You're going to pivot from the Universal Championship, the WWE Championship, which he's been targeting, to the World Heavyweight. Oh, no, actually, it'll be the same championship, but you'll go to a, a storyline that's gonna, not going to have as much build as Cody and Roman. I don't want to rush Cody and Randy going into WrestleMania, I think that's best safe for SummerSlam where it's got some time to breathe. So here's what I would do if it's me, right? You can, Cody's story doesn't have to, like winning the championship doesn't have to come from Roman Reigns. I I mean, I know for a lot of people it might, it doesn't for me. That moment for Cody in Philadelphia would be fantastic, even if it is against Randy Orton. What I would do is I would have, if we're not going Cody and Roman, I'm not saying this is what I would do, but if we're not doing Cody and Roman at WrestleMania for the Undisputed Championship, and we're going to do Rock Roman for head of the table, no title on the line, and you have Cody and Randy, Cody finishes the story, I would have Cody and Roman have each face each other at SummerSlam, and I'd have Roman go over Cody. And then I'd run it back at 42, or no, 41, and I'd have Cody go back over then. That's what you could do, right? Because then he finally gets over the hump. Roman has the championship again, blah, 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 blah. I, you know, if that's what they want to do. For me, I, 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 it's tough for me to say that The Rock won't be a part of WrestleMania, but I'm telling you all signs are pointing and the money is at Elimination Chamber. Not the money for me. I'm not saying that's where I want to be. That's where my money is. But I'm telling you that's where their money is. And it makes sense. If you could attach this man to this PLE, sell 20,000 more tickets, have a dream match, because people on the East Coast have saw this all over the internet. Yes. All over time. Oh, uh, 5.30 in the morning. You put rock and roll. You can put it at 1 o'clock in the morning. My ass is watching. Okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's I don't, what, what difference I'm watching. does that make? This could be 65,000 people there. And that's the thing. Like, I understand WWE has, in the past, catered to the East Coast and the Eastern time slots and the old guard. That old guard is gone. Everyone's money is green for the most part. 
we do understand for that somebody would be like, well, you know, our our money, our our stuff, our currency is red. Okay, I'm just saying, my, normal money's green. Everyone's money spends the same for the most part. And if WWE can get a bag from Perth and bring in The Rock and attach The Rock to their company, the impressions, everything else for three months, it doesn't matter if Rock wrestles in Perth or Philly, they're gonna do it. And they're. It, the time thing, I understand for a lot of people. I'm trying to be as polite as I can, but I can tell you the WWE does not give a shit what time zones are watching the Elimination Chamber. They don't. Now, is is there a possibility? Because I talked about this as a possibility last night. Now, I don't want The Rock anywhere near the Royal Rumble. I, I don't want him in the Royal Rumble. I don't want him in Tampa. I, I don't want Hold him. Hold on. Hold on. Roman put out a crying. I'm glad you brought yes. that up because I forgot that part. Roman put a crying face emoji out on X. I have a funny feeling that Roman is going to ignore The Rock for the next couple of weeks until we get to the Rumble. And then maybe The Rock costs Roman the championship at the Rumble. And that's how we get this match. Just saying. Or, be, I uh, mean, or, or, you know, I, like I said, I don't want Rock anywhere near the Royal Rumble. Maybe Cody does win the Royal Rumble for a second year in a row, which is also something I don't really want to see. Then we get Rock entering himself into the chamber. Cody immediately goes after and is the first guy to go after Roman. Rock wins the Elimination Chamber. He says, I don't want anything. I'm here for Roman. Is there a possibility where WWE ends up creatively where we get a double main event of Roman Rock night one, and then Roman goes over, and then Roman Cody night two, which would theoretically be the same thing if they did one at the Chamber and one at Mania. Is the premise here maybe getting a huge double main event, Roman working two matches in one night, with him beating Rock and then him losing to Cody, because the idea is, well, if Roman beats Rock and then Cody beats Roman, Cody will have beaten the unbeatable. Is that idea possibly being floated around out there? Um, I know that that idea was talked about last year at 39, yeah. where Roman was going to take on Rock and then Roman was going to take on the Royal Rumble winner night two in the main event, yeah. or vice versa. Um, so I'm going to say this too. There's been talk within WWE that Roman rolls through Mania as your champion and goes and keeps it going. There's been talk about it. And I know that it's not like something where it's like, ah, man, maybe. Okay. Like, no. I, I, I heard it too. And, and I have to ask you why. Is it simply because they want to take the Hogan reign and just kind of put it behind them because of all the controversy surrounding him? I mean, is that really a, a, a huge reason to want to break somebody's record? Because creatively, it's going to wear thin. Honestly, it's going to, it's going to wear thin on everybody. When would he have to lose the championship? Somebody in the chat, tell me. Where would Roman have to lose this championship for him to break the record? Is I think he has, he has to go through SummerSlam. He has to fully go through I SummerSlam believe, of I next believe year? So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would I would tend to agree with you. At that point, it's like the guy's untouchable and he should just retire the title because, you know, if he, if he, has, if he beats Cody or let's just say he beats The Rock at 40 and then has a, a match at, you know, SummerSlam and beats whomever that is too and it's not Cody and then they decide to pull the trigger in some building for survivor series i think it would fall flat cody is still white hot he's in a good program with nakamura right now <clears throat> i understand the loyalists are like f this rock guy who came back and now he's going to take cody's main event let's see it play out um you know i think punk and rollins is probably the destination for mania if now if rock is involved 
but I mean, you never know. They could still pull the Steve Austin rabbit out of their head. I know it's that's, very- that's a big wild card too. And then, and then you automatically take Rollins out of the main event. And I know we're not supposed to be talking about this because it's business first, right? And, and creative second, but I mean, out of a lot of these guys, Drew, I think Seth Rollins deserves a fucking main event with the way he's operated this year. I mean, it's kind of shitty, especially for Cody too. I mean, you know, what do you think? What does this do mentally to these guys? It's like fucking, I can't catch a break. This guy wants to come back. It's business, but these guys have been here all year, and then they got to be moved to the side because obviously they're not Dwayne Johnson. So we're eight months away from Roman breaking the record. Yeah, so there you go. Eight months. Yeah. So they're basic. I mean, they're ninety percent of the way home. To your question, do they does WWE want to erase these guys? Yeah, they wanted to get Hogan and Honky and some others off the record books, and they've done it, you know, for the most part. Um, does this affect Cody? Yeah, I, I don't think it mentally affects Cody, um, because Cody's a professional. Um, and I know he's very well liked in WWE and people listen to him, which might not have been the case elsewhere. But I would just say that, you know, um, I think I, I think I would be more concerned about the fans in that retrospect because you have so much equity built into Cody, and now all of a sudden it's like, eh, Cody, we're going to wait another year. We're going to get this match with Dwayne. I get, and Cody's a professional. He'll say, you know, do whatever you got to do. But in the back of your head, you're kind of like, okay, but my equity is, is diminishing by the minute, in my opinion, if they don't pull the trigger at 40. That's just me. You can get this done. You can still have this Rock Roman match. It's happening. Rock said it. It's happening. He wouldn't have teased it just to go away. It's happening. And I, it's almost like The Rock almost forgot to lay that, that down until the very last minute, which was great. Because he came out and he was, like, defending America, and I was like, great, this is great. But, I mean, where are we going with this, Rock? Like, I, I love that you're a patriot and you want to, you know, defend. Are you going to announce your, your, your candidacy for president? Yeah. Is that what this is? Because I was going to be like, man. And then he said what he said, and I was like, great. The match is happening. It just depends on. Where and why? And you got to follow the money. Right now, it seems like Chamber, if Cody is not in that WrestleMania match against Roman, then he he has to be facing Orton, Styles. I don't give a shit who, but he's got to be facing somebody for that title. Well, that was my next question to you. I mean, he's a raw superstar. I don't I don't want to I don't want to jump to conclusions here about who's going to win the championship from Roman, when, where, how. But he's a raw superstar. If he doesn't factor into a championship match which right now seems to be Rollins Punk, and then we do Roman Rock at WrestleMania. Roman and Rock night two, Punk Rollins night one, Cody would still be a Monday Night Raw guy. If he won the Rumble or the Chamber, obviously he may be you know, saying, hey, I want Roman, go over to SmackDown and do what he's got to do. But if he stays on Raw, who does he get at WrestleMania? Because theoretically, I can't think of anybody. And I posed this question last night on my stream. Who does he get at WrestleMania? It's almost as if he's got no WrestleMania match if it's not Roman. You know, I'll throw this out with Cody because I Cody has asked has asked this person specifically for this match. Cody and Cena could be something you see at Mania just to give Cody like a little pat on the back, saying like, "I know you wanted this, so here you go." If they decide to go in a completely different direction, um, so th- then you yeah. then you're looking at Roman Rock, you're looking Cody at Punk, Punk Rollins, Cody Cena, and yeah. or you know, depending on if WWE gets a gets a hold of Steve Austin, Punk Austin. I mean, that's a lot of, uh, and I could see that being a realistic possibility because of TKO and the first WrestleMania, Big 40. You know, I I could see them wanting to go that route. I could see Cena wanting to be a part of it, but I mean, that's all hearsay right now. But I mean, even then, it's a whole whole new discussion. It's like, look at all these part-time guys being plugged into WrestleMania because it's business. It's like, 
I, I, I don't want to sit here and tell you Triple H doesn't do that type of shit, but I think he's more on the side of, hey, I, I've built this year-long fucking television show. Let me play out my shit at WrestleMania. I would agree with you here. I think, you know, this was, you know, Vince um, and some others. I think you could see a ton of part-time talent here. I think Brock, Punk, Dwayne, I think that's enough. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all pretty much part-time. Dwayne's one and done. Um, Punk and Brock are basically on the same type of contract here for the most part. Not not dollars-wise, but appearance-wise, yeah. I think Punk probably will do more than Brock. But they're all kind of part-time. They're not full-time. And Cena too, you know, Cena's one and done, or you know, we'll have a couple shots here and there and then come in. But yeah, I um I think Triple H will do what's what's best for business, no pun intended. And I think that that would be putting Cody either in a match with Cena because Cody wants it, or uh the match with Roman. But you know, I again I think we just we need to follow the money here, and the money screams to me that um by hook or crook, Rock's gonna be involved with Elimination Chamber. So does The Rock being back have anything to do with the uh, impending Raw TV deal announcement? I think Rock appearing on Raw was timing. Yeah. He was already set to do college game day because, you know, realistically, like, you could have him show up in SmackDown because that's where Roman is this this coming uh, Friday. But the big thing there is who's taking on Roman at the Royal Rumble. So I think they were smart to do two birds, one stone. They tried to keep it as quiet as they possibly could. They couldn't. It was, it was pretty much everywhere. I put out a tease. Um, he was seen at college game day with Nick Khan. So it was just, you know, it was everywhere. The biggest thing that I think we need to take into the equation too here. One of them is rocks going to be very busy come April and March, March, April. I mean, very, very busy. And, you know, granted, he doesn't need to be at every, um, game that they're having with his new league, but you would think that that man's going to be very, very busy come March and April. Does The Rock being back on television now teasing a big Roman match, depending on if it happens at the Chamber or WrestleMania, does it kind of render the possible world championship match with Roman at the Royal Rumble, whether it's AJ or LA Knight or Randy Orton, does it render that match kind of useless at this point, being that we're getting Roman Rock? Do they know that? Or realistically, I mean, I think the odds are pretty high right now that Roman may lose the championship before we even get to WrestleMania, if that's, di if that's their di direction. Do you see that maybe dampering or dampening the championship match at the Royal Rumble with his announcement now? I think there's two sides to this. One, the business side of it is we've come this far with Roman and the reign. We might as well do it and keep the championship on him. Break Hogan, erase the history book uh, record from him. Um, but the other side of that coin is exactly what you just said, right? They have basically, with The Rock basically saying, you know, I want to sit at the head of the table. They're basically rendering this match useless yeah. at the Rumble. Nobody gives a shit, right? Until maybe Rock, they, and that's the beauty of wrestling, the beauty of WWE and AEW. We got forks, and we got lefts and rights, and then we'll get to the destination. How are we getting there? If Roman ignores The Rock, laughs at him, calls him a jabroni or whatever, can't sit at my table. I'm sure this is coming. The Rock can roll right out in Tampa and interfere, maybe, you know, stop Solo from helping Roman. There's so many different ways they can go about this that I think that, you know, we could be seeing the other side of the coin, which is Roman dropping the championship before we even get to Mania because Rock wants the match, right? Rock said, I want to do something unique. Where do we go from here? Blah, blah, blah. Rock costing Roman his coveted reign, no pun intended, and now his championship gone, 
Roman has no choice but to answer The Rock's challenge. Does, I mean, it's unique enough that it's taking place. It may take place at the Chamber. I mean, that's unique to me because everybody would say, hey, it's a WrestleMania match, and then we do it at the Chamber. But I, I said last night very adamantly that I don't think we need The Rock for WrestleMania, though I know the appeal, and he's, a Holly, he's the biggest name in Hollywood and all this shit. It's WrestleMania. I get it. We don't need The Rock at WrestleMania. If they do go Ro uh, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, and they want The Rock at WrestleMania, and we get the match at the chamber between Roman and, and Rock, could you see Rock still at WrestleMania, maybe in a special guest referee role to help Cody kind of thwart off the bloodline because of what happened last year, and he'll be that equalizer? I mean, if they still want him there, that's a great way to kind of plug him in where he doesn't take the spotlight away from Cody, and he gets the endorsement from The Rock. I mean, there's always a possibility that Rock's going to work WrestleMania or be a part of it. I can't see The Rock coming in now and not doing something at Mania. There's always the possibility of it. I just think that business-wise, it makes more sense for Rock to do something at WrestleMania. Now, special guest referee and stuff like that, you can miss me with that. Maybe a match with Solo, you know, if that's what they wanted to do. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but I, I just... I, <sighs> I think that the the smartest thing to do here is if they're gung-ho on doing the match at Mania, then have The Rock, like you said, participate in the Elimination Chamber and appearance or a rock bottom or something. And that way Perth goes home happy. The the city of Perth, the people, the government, who maybe pay a little bit less than his asking fee because all he's doing is flying across the country to, to interfere uh, and have the match at Mania. I really, again, it's just, it's tough to envision The Rock not being in some sort of capacity with WrestleMania unless he can't because of the merger that's happening with the two football leagues. Yeah. So there's a lot of different possibilities, guys. There's uh, there's just so much that they can do here. Uh, we won't really know until we possibly hear something from Roman. Let's wait till Friday. We got the triple threat match. We'll find out who Roman's wrestling for the world title at the Royal Rumble. And then uh, we'll just take it from there. I mean, I know a lot of people got bent out of shape. I know I was very adamant about what I said. I don't feel like The Rock is needed at WrestleMania if they have the opportunity to do it, which is unheard of right now. They're so, just think about this. They're so hot right now that creatively, they don't need The Rock at WrestleMania and that they could afford to use him in this supporting role because of how great the product has been and they already got WrestleMania from top to bottom already laid out. I mean, that's the, you, you, you can't give me another time in a Vince era where we can talk about WrestleMania being like 75% fleshed out and, and The Rock not being a part of it because he's not needed. And, and you could use him at the Elimination Chamber and maximize your creative with him there. It, it's crazy. People don't really understand that. We're living in a different day and age, and this is not the Vince era anymore. So if you could do that, I find that to be a huge positive. Yeah, I will say this. Um, does WWE need Rock right now? I don't think WWE really needs anybody besides what they have. But you never turn down the um, possibility of having that man show up at any of your events or your pay-per-views or even making a one-off appearance. You take it, you run with it, and if The Rock wants to do business and we could find something for him to do that he enjoys, that's not going to, you know... Um, be detrimental to our future storylines and stuff like that, you go do it. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a business. If Steve Austin and The Rock want to come in and work, you, you, you do it. You have to. Yeah, you know? I want to I address this $2 Super Chat here. Usually we do the Super Chats at the end of the show. Michelle with a two. Thank you. 
Uh, can The Rock still go? He was gassed after four minutes on Monday. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was four minutes. He did a spine buster on people's elbow, and people made a big deal about him breathing very heavy before he mentioned head of the table. I, I mean, I I'm not here to critique Rock's cardio, but he looked in amazing shape. He looked bigger than I ever, re ever remember him being. But, I mean, that's going to be a possibility uh, of him you know, kind of being scaled back on what he can do in the ring. Did you did you find that to be an issue, Drew? I know that was an issue on social media today, him being gassed and him breathing heavy after the two spots he did with Jinder Mahal. No. No. And you want to know why? Because The Rock will have two months to train, prepare, and do whatever he needs to do, yeah. and The Rock does nothing half-assed. So, no. Yeah. I mean, well, he's pumped. He's jacked up. It's his first time back. You know, he probably was not... Um, training for any in-ring stuff while he was, you know, doing whatever, and he just got in there, spine buster people's elbow, raise the eyebrow, and send your jabroni ass, you know, over the ring ropes. That's exactly what it is, and that's, I mean, no, not no. And the Rock will be just fine, come wherever he wants to wrestle. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not giving you a Meltzer Tokyo Dome five star classic. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be wrestling an Okada like match for sixty minutes. Right. And you shouldn't expect that with The Rock. I mean, he's an entertainer. I mean, half his moves, no offense, love you, Dwayne, but they're hokey as hell. I mean, yeah. people's elbow. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, let's let's see what happens on Friday, guys. Uh, I know we have said a whole lot between myself yesterday and what we said here tonight. Let's see how all of this materializes and uh, we'll take it step by step. Nick Khan, I want to stay here with Nick Khan. He confirmed something that I didn't think we'd ever see in this lifetime, and that is Kevin Dunn's departure from World Wrestling Entertainment. He's been there since WrestleMania 1. And after 40 years, Nick Khan says, of helping build WWE and hands down the best production and media unit in the entire sports entertainment business, Kevin Dunn will be leaving our company as of today says, or this was this week on Saturday, says Nick Khan. He released this statement yesterday. I said this yesterday, Drew, in a video that a lot of people look at this, me specifically, I look at this as just as big of a move as Vince McMahon being removed from creative power in the WWE. Kevin Dunn was the second most powerful man in that company. And Kevin Dunn, honestly, no matter how amazing he was at his job, WWE's bread and butter is their production. There's nobody in the business. There's nobody in sports that does what WWE does. It is exceptional. What Kevin Dunn did was exceptional. But in my honest and genuine opinion, I felt like Kevin Dunn was a cancer because he had that Vince McMahon, you know, mentality. And I think he did behind the scenes, outside of his production duties, he did more harm than good. He never combated Vince McMahon. He never challenged Vince McMahon. It was always yes, yes, yes. And it was something that I felt was a poison to the company. Now, with him being gone, I, I said this to everybody. It's a clear indication that Vince is not coming back. And Vince is out of power. So if anybody is still worried about Vince coming back and Vince doing this and Vince doing that... His number two guy is now gone. And if you need any more information or, or proof that there's a new administration and this is a new era, this is the move that's going to hopefully solidify that for people. How important is this move that he's now gone, Drew? 
Well, I think for the people like yourself and others who, you know, there was any sort of um, nightmare scenario where Vince McMahon was coming back to do any sort of, you know, um, overtaking of what had happened or what is happening is pretty much dead. Um, So for that, you know, you guys could dance all over whatever grave you want to. For me, you know, I, I think we really should. Everyone always wants to talk about people's, you know, last four or five years for six years that were not as great. Um, and, you know, you people didn't like this or that. But I, I have an immense amount of respect for Kevin Dunn. Um, I think that Kevin brought a lot of things to WWE that people could not do. Um, you know, he was ahead of the game. He was a part of WrestleMania one all the way through WrestleMania 39. So, you know, whether I like some of his later stuff or not, and whether, you know, behind the scenes he was this or that's really none of my concern because it never directly affected me, which is something we all need to like take into light. Like a lot of wrestling fans know Chris Jericho. They don't know Chris Irving. Yeah. Irvine. And they need to, you know, really think about that before they put shit out on the internet or anybody else for that matter. Like, you know, I don't know Chris on a personal level. I know Chris Jericho. I don't know the man, Chris Irving or Chris Irvine. Sorry. I don't know him. Just like I don't really know Kevin Dunn. I, I've met him a handful of times, but he, he's not a friend of mine. He's not somebody who I, I call or text every day. But, um, you know, I think the man that was probably going to replace Kevin eventually is now working for AEW. So I, but I do believe Triple H has somebody in mind, Paul Levesque, and, you know, we'll see what happens shortly. But I think Mansuri was the guy, and he's over in AEW. Yeah, Mansuri is doing uh, a very good job over there. And Fightful actually said that they spoke to several talent that were shocked that this move was made, that had no idea that this move was going to be made. Some in WWE think that his role will likely be divided as several have trained in aspects of Dunn's role. Like Drew said, Mike Mansuri was supposed to be the successor for Kevin Dunn. And those that Fightful immediately heard from said that Dunn uh, heard Dunn say that uh, he had a decreased, uh, I guess, role over the last year plus, and that anyone taking over those roles would likely not have anywhere near the power that Dunn once had. Uh, there was a report, Drew, that he really didn't want to take any orders and kind of follow what the new administration wanted to do. And That's accurate. I, I, don't, I don't know if they maybe forced him out or if he left on his own, on his own terms. Regardless- you know when you, you sit at a table and you feel like, you know, people don't want you there. People yeah. are just talking shit about you. Yeah. I think that's what Kevin started to feel. Kevin kind of felt like his people were gone and the people that he had been with for so many years were now out the door and he just felt out of place. And they asked Kevin, WWE asked Kevin, I this might, you know, I don't know if this is out there yet or not. I really don't keep up the rumor mill to stay past uh, just past WrestleMania. And Kevin said, no, thank you. It was effective immediately. They wanted him to finish at WrestleMania 40 and he said, no, thank you. So I just think, you know, Kevin's earned his right and he's, He's going home. Like I said, a lot of, you know, a lot of us don't know the real Kevin Dunn. You just know his name because it's somebody that was out there. Vince had talked about him and we had seen him on some behind the scenes docs and whatever else. You don't really know Paul Levesque. You only know Triple H. You don't know, um, you know, a bunch of other people I can start naming. We only know the characters. I think we need to understand that. Yeah, I uh, I know I had heard a while back, this was uh, during his NXT Black and Gold days, that if Triple H ever took over the main roster, that Kevin Dunn's job would probably be the first to be in jeopardy. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that was accurate Fritch or not. Fritch is not going anywhere, just so yeah, everyone knows. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, also, I was also told from, from a few people that Bruce Pritchard and Triple H actually have a decent relationship. So, I mean, yeah, everybody knows how I feel about Bruce. I think Bruce is number three. He's got that Vince McMahon mentality, but... Uh, apparently Bruce ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Here's the thing with Bruce. I love Bruce. I, Pritchard's a good dude. 
And you know what? Um, Bruce says what he feels, but he does. He's not overbearing with it. He's not. He, you know, and I don't know the interactions that him and Paul or Triple H have together because I've never been a part of that. But I can tell you that um, from what I've heard, you know, Paul or, and or um, Bruce is not somebody who like dies on many hills. He gives suggestions. If you like it, cool. If not, he works within the system. Yeah. So Kevin Dunn is gone. He is no longer with the WWE. Uh, uh, you know, you guys know Triple H. He's got a plan in mind, and that whole takeover mentality is uh, slowly becoming a, a reality on the main roster. If Triple H has somebody in mind, I'm sure he is uh, quite fit for the job. And uh, at least we won't get the 18 camera cuts in 15 seconds anymore on Monday night. So, I mean, I'm, I'm good yeah. with that. And you know what? Some of that stuff was brutal, yeah. but uh, it's a thankless job, man. It really is, and it's a hard one. So um, whether I like the man or not, um, the past couple of years in terms of content and how we shot things, I still thank him for the uh, creativity that he brought to WWE. Let's shift gears over to Miss Mercedes Monet, a.k.a. Sasha Banks. Mercedes... And WWE, Drew, had a deal that collapsed earlier over the weekend. Industry sources now expect her to land with All Elite Wrestling. You don't say. Now, I know you and I had discussed this several weeks back, and we followed the, the winds of change. Obviously, she was headed towards AEW for all intents and purposes. Should have been there at Blood and Guts in June during uh, AEW's trip to Boston. She got injured. And then she showed up at Wembley at All In. She was on camera. Everybody was to expect Mercedes in AEW. Then things happened. Triple H started to gain more power in WWE. Ari Emanuel said, nope, Vince is not running the show. It's Triple H. She's 100% in charge of creative. That is going to change anybody's mentality that was displeased with where they were in WWE as of two years ago. So, yes, Mercedes was probably giving thought to going back to WWE because, realistically, she's a free agent. She can do whatever she wants. She's not with New Japan. She's not with Stardom. So she could do whatever she wants. Clearly, the Charlotte rumor and the rumor of her making mega, mega, mega money has said to Mercedes, hey, if she's making that type of money, I want that type of money as well. I knew there was going to be some discrepancy there. She wanted just as much, if not more, than Charlotte. Deal fell through, and it was all over money reportedly. Now, Fightful is reporting that Mercedes had been in discussions with WWE about a potential return to the company. Things fell apart. And right now, Mercedes has continued conversations with AEW just a month after it looked like the two sides couldn't come to terms. Beyond that, those in the industry that Fightful have spoken to say that AEW is likely the landing point for Mercedes Monet. Now, it's never official until it's official. She could still end up in WWE for all we know, but right now, all signs are pointing to AEW. Did Tony Khan luck out here, Drew, and is he potentially going to give this woman what she wants to bring her in. Yeah, I think Tony definitely lucked out. Um, I think that, you know, Mercedes was signed, sealed, and delivered uh, to AEW for months now, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. I can't, you know, I can't speak on that. Things kind of um, went a different direction. I think she overvalued, I would say, herself in WWE. I don't think she overvalued herself in general, but basically when they're handing out, you know, life-changing money and and the biggest contracts sometimes uh, in history for WWE in some aspects to Charlotte and Becky. And, you know, they're going to give big money to Bailey and all that other stuff. And then you want to be paid just like those, you know, three or two, you know, with Becky and um, Charlotte. 
you got to remember what you did. You know, you walked out, you stood your ground. Good for you. Happy you did it um, because it's something that you, you know, deemed necessary. And it was something a hill you're willing to die on. But you can't go back and ask for that type of money. You could ask for it. I shouldn't say that. You could ask for it. You're probably just not going to get it because those two people have been there, you know, captaining the ship for the women's division and some big time shows for the past, you know, year and a half while you were gone or however long it's been. Mercedes should have came in with a little bit less of a demand, in my opinion. And she probably got what she would want from WWE, which is big spotlight, big money, big events, big character. Now, she probably got exactly what she wanted, but from AEW. And she's like, all right, I'll just go here now and we'll, I'll be a ginormous fish in the small women's pond that AEW has, right? And, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it fell right into Tony Khan's lap. And I'm, I'm for one, am grateful that that's, you know, what happened because Tony needs this. AEW needs this more than WWE does. Uh, they do. They do need it. How they operate with it, how they handle it is a completely different story. I mean, I don't really have any trust or faith in Tony Khan when it comes to women's wrestling over on AEW, though uh, they, they do have a, a beautiful core nucleus that they've been pushing as of late. And we got Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker coming back this year. So that's going to add a huge amount of depth that women's division. Thunder Rosa just came back. Julia Hart is on the up and up. Breakout star potential. Sky Blue has been great for AEW. Uh, Abaddon, I'll, I'll throw her into the conversation. She's been on TV as of late. I don't think she's going to be a part of that core nucleus, but they, they got some great Chris Statlander. Everybody loves Chris Statlander. Willow, uh, I mean, you name Red Velvet. They got some great ladies over there. Do you yeah. see, do you, do you see things finally changing if she gets over there? I mean, what do you see Tony Khan using Mercedes for? Like, is he going to give her the book and have her go out there and do what she needs to do? Is there a possible new revolution happening in AEW? Because a lot of people, man, it pisses me off because I'm a big Mercedes guy. I know you are as well. She's not worth it. She's overrated. She's not a game changer. Bro, this may be the biggest signing to AEW outside CM Punk. Yeah, I would say that, like, the whole, like, she's not a game changer thing is just asinine. Um, I know the term is overused. I don't really put it out there a lot. I think Soraya was a big signing for AEW. Tony Storm was a ginormous yes. signing for AEW with a ton of potential that was being wasted in WWE at that point. So, yeah, I mean, I think Mercedes coming in just with those two alone and Britt Baker, those three, like, you know, you could really do some things. Yeah, Has AEW dropped the ball with some other characters? Yeah, Ruby Soho and some others. Uh, you know, I thought that would be a good signing for them. Kind of been lackluster at best. But, yeah, I... I really think Mercedes comes in and kind of changes the game with AEW and you could use her in any capacity you want. I mean, high profile women's matches, mixed tag matches. You could do all that type of stuff. And, you know, Mercedes always shines. She's a, a hell of a talent. And for people to come out and be like, ah, oh, she's not a, you know, not a big deal. You know, you get this all the time when she's, if she signed with WWE, right. She'd be the biggest signing WWE's had since CM Punk. And if she goes back to AEW, then the WWE loyalists will be like, eh, she's washed. She's not worth the money. It's like, guys, go stack them over on the freeway. You're not paying these people. Who cares what they get? Um, and realistically, like, I saw the reports. The money that's being talked about is not accurate right now. Nobody, I don't, nobody knows that, maybe besides Mercedes, her lawyer, agent, and Tony Khan. So yeah, people will make it. a fake reports that she signed a five million uh a year contract for five years. I mean, that's that's that, like that's like fucking relief pitcher money for fucking some World Series baseball team. Not it's even. CM Punk, it's CM Punk AEW money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, if she asked for that and Tony gave it up, I mean Tony's got it. 
I mean, how many times th- this weekend did we say uh, Tony Khan's got fucking money coming out the years? I mean, Tony has got Khan's the money, money to is it. long. Yeah, the, the Khan's money is long. Like a lot of people were like, oh, hey, W, broke boys. It's like, no, nope, Tony <laughs> took all of his inheritance and has thrown it into AEW and still has money. You knuckleheads. So, no. Uh, b- besides Mercedes, uh, we could be looking at also AEW landing Deanna Perrazzo. Now, if that happens... I think now we're in business, and I'm like, all right, what the fuck they got cooking over there, man? Because clearly, if you're bringing in those two women, then you got some sort of, you got some sort of vision that you want to create within the AW Women's Division. I, I, I'm not really, I'm not an Impact guy. Drew's not an Impact guy. I'm familiar with Deanna's work. Uh, she's amazing. She really created this this aura about herself with Impact Wrestling. Became one of the biggest women stars in all of wrestling. She was basically the female Kenny Omega as the belt collector. She had championships from all over the world. But if they land her and Mercedes, I mean, that's a big fucking coup. And, and everybody's asking, why isn't Deanna going back to WWE? Don't forget Mariah May. And, and Mariah right? May. I mean, they, they, whatever the fuck they got going on there, man, they are they, they got something cooking in that kitchen. But a lot of people are like, well, why wouldn't Deanna go back to WWE where she was before uh, TNA or Impact? Let me tell you something, guys. Deanna, this is just from personal experience. And people that I know in in my you know part of the world, you know, Deanna's from New Jersey, New York. She 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 was done dirty by WWE. She felt slighted. She went out and made herself into a household name in the world of professional wrestling. Made herself into one of the biggest stars in the entire world. And now you want her to go back to WWE where they did not appreciate her at all. I mean, what what the fuck do you think that did to her mentally, man? She, she's yeah. gonna go. She's want. She's gonna want to go somewhere where she's respected and appreciated. And WWE didn't give a shit in the first place, so why would she go back there? Yeah, I'm going to say this. Um, you know, I I love I love the fans. I love the IWC. I love the interactions and everything that we have and we get um, and that I have and I get. But we really, and I say we, I'm talking about some people, not everybody, but you people, I hate to say that, but you people on the internet who sit back and they're like, why would she want to sign here? Why would he want to go there? Why do you watch this company and all this other stuff? Just because you don't think it's a good idea doesn't mean it's not a good idea. You're entitled to your opinion, but it doesn't mean it's facts, okay? We need you need to start looking at this business as a god forsaking business. Diana Perrazzo, Mercedes Monet. Where can Mercedes get the most money and get a ton of visibility? AW. And work less like dates, by the way. Right, and make and make a boatload of money. And listen, Mercedes has said she's all about the Monet, and she's got she's gonna get it from Tony. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, granted, the the bigger stage is probably WWE right now. She would fit in and become a you know right into that main event picture, but she might have priced herself out of the market. So she goes to AW. I, just because you don't like it or I don't like it or, or John three seventeen forty eight on Twitter doesn't like it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. The same thing goes with Perazzo. Start looking at this as where you're going to get maximum exposure for really good money or minimal exposure for okay money. And that's what that's how you have to look at the two companies. Where does Deanna Perazzo fit in right now on WWE on NXT or a jobbing out on SmackDown? S- Sign me up. No. Give me the contract to AW. Let me be a big fish in a tiny pond. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's that's it. just the way to look at it. I mean, she fits back. Same, we said the same thing about Jay White. We said the same thing about uh, who else did we just talk about recently? I mean, uh, Will Ospreay, 
You know, it's the same yeah. thing with those guys. Where would they go on WWE television? They, they are exactly what Drew said. I don't have to say anything more. He said he laid it out perfect. I would love for Will to, Will Ospreay to go over to WWE because we haven't seen the matches that I want to see, but that's for me. Yeah. Will took big money to stay, well, to sign with AEW, and he probably doesn't have to uproot his whole life. I'm sure Tony's going to be very flexible on what he does with Will. Yeah. And that was big to Will. And Mercedes as well. Mercedes wants to do Hollywood. Mercedes wants to do acting. She wants to do this and, and that. Like, WWE's not going to afford her to do that, or she's not going to have enough time to do that because she's going to be on the road 300 days a year. She's going to be right back into the fire. You know, it's one thing to do that for as long as she did and then, you know, have this brief moment where she can basically do whatever the fuck she wants, man. And when you get a taste of that and you can make the same amount of money, work less dates... It's like, why would you, if you're Mercedes, why do you want to jump back into that and give up all this freedom that you've had to go back and do the machine again? It's like, you know, it's just common sense. I'm happy for her if that's the case. I'm going to give you an example that you will understand, and then I'll lay it out for everybody who doesn't understand New York. AW is basically Brooklyn. And WWE is Manhattan. Brooklyn is your RT renaissance kind of going through that type of stuff. You could be an artiste. In hipster, hipster coffee shops that I like to order my oatmeal lattes in, man. $10 a pop, right? Manhattan, right. Pot, Starbucks fucking every corner. Oatmeal, pistachio, cream, <laughs> ale, stout. That's what JD likes to drink. He's a Brooklyn guy. Your boy over here is a tequila soda lime, old-fashioned, or a Miller. I'm a Manhattan guy, okay? I'm. You, that's WWE is Manhattan. It's business. We are business. You better shine your shoes, tie your tie, and get your ass to work. That's what that is. Brooklyn is, hey, we roll out of bed at 9.30. We go get our, like you said, your oatmeal latte at, at 5.30, 4 o'clock maybe because it's still Brooklyn. We go out and we have a couple oatmeal, pistachio cream, Genesee ales, whatever it is. That's what AEW is. AEW is the artist's company and wwe is business through and through that's what this is and what, 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 what's way. what's tna a smelly uh new jersey turnpike what is it i'm gonna leave that to <laughs> jesse. i'm sorry jesse i, TNA, I had, I had tna make... is tna is hoboken in new jersey oh god oh. there you go anyway speaking of speaking of tna uh there is uh Deanna was TNA Impact. She 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 is a free agent right now and also drew we could be looking at trinity naomi expecting free agency the rumor is as of today from sap is that trinity could be on the open market and wwe could be the destination if fightful select learn could could would should it's done it's a done deal all right so fightful select has learned from sources within tna that knockouts champion is expected trinity is expected to be a free agent soon trinity debuted with impact last april and quickly ascended up the card by july she was knockouts champion uh, which she, she has held for months. It's expected that Trinity is finishing up with TNA soon, but we haven't heard whether or not that will be at the TNA Hard to Kill show uh, coming up in a couple weeks in Las Vegas. In January of 23, WWE sources told Fightful they were confident they could get Trinity back in the company. However, there was an unofficial hiring freeze within WWE, though we aren't sure if that had anything to do with why she didn't end up there. However... Speaking with WWE sources now, not only did they think that there was a good chance she could end up back in the company, many sources claim that they are expecting it. There are also sources within Impact who told Fightful that they expected it could happen sooner uh, rather than later. One WWE source told Fightful on Tuesday that something huge would have to happen for her not to end up back in WWE, but this is a crazy free agent 
period. I'm not surprised by this at all. Yeah, again, uh, I think Trinity goes, Trin goes back to WWE. I mean, I, you know, if I had, if, if I could place money on wrestling, that's where I'd put my money on. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't think that, I think that Trinity and Sasha and some other people are tight, but it's not like, hey, where are you going? All right, I'll go with you. It's not like that. Trinity's husband is over in WWE. It's home for her. She's kind of done her own thing in Impact and TNA, and now it's time for her to go home. Listen, I mean, yes, that, that's a huge thing. Her husband's there, right? Jimmy's there, and yeah. Charlotte. A lot of people are not really paying attention to this and making this a big issue. Charlotte is a huge name and making mega money. She's going to be out for the next nine months. WWE needs, and Trinity's not going to fill the shoes of Charlotte. I'm going to let you no. guys know that right now. No. But Trinity is a major name that not only will help ease that pain of losing Charlotte, but WWE looked at her, and she did her own thing, and she you know, basically proved to WWE, hey, I can stand on my own. I need an opportunity. I can't do it here. I went to Impact. I showed you I can do it. Now are you going to believe me that things are going to change. Give me the ball. Let me run with it. I think things would be different this time around, not because it's just Triple H instead of Vince, but she proved herself, and now she's a major female star on her own, and I think WWE is going to give her the platform to do that. Yeah, and this is the time for somebody like Trinity to cash in on an unfortunate injury from Charlotte Flair. She could get a, probably a little bit more money to come over to WWE. Yeah, especially if and, WWE and dropped the ball on Sasha, too. Sure. Um, <laughs> she got more money Sa because they don't have they, they have the money because they not, they're not giving it to Mercedes now, so they could throw Mer uh, well, Trinity a little bit. No, Mercedes priced herself out of the market, man. That's just out of WWE's market. Now WWE could have paid her whatever she wanted, but I'm just saying that you can't set that precedent. I'll use another example in this whole thing so that maybe some other people understand. If I if my son gets out of line and doesn't listen, and I give him three warnings, and then I just don't do anything about it. But his um, his sister does the same thing, and I put her in a room and give her a 30-minute timeout. How is that fair? You never learn from your lesson, right? So Mercedes split. So Charlotte, Becky have been there. You don't reward people for, for, for standing their grounds and all that other stuff. Like, you got to take care of the people who took care of you, and that's what WWE did. Mercedes priced herself well, out I of understand that, but Merced without Mercedes and Bailey, where mm. is this division? They're the reason why it exists. I mean, they're not the only reason, but they're a big part of it, yeah. That yeah. match, that match is the reason. I mean, that wasn't Charlotte, it wasn't Becky, right? No, but I mean, I think we're just very quick to just be like, you know, you, you can't set that precedent because then everyone will just be like, hey, yeah, you want to know what? You guys, I'm leaving. I'll be back, and you're gonna pay me more. It doesn't work like how that. much. Do, how much money did do, I, I know? There are budgets. I know companies have budgets, and they got payroll caps and all this other shit. How much money did WWE make last quarter that they can't afford to give Mercedes? They're just gonna let I her walk away. I didn't say that. I didn't say they can't afford Bro, they her. They could buy said, anybody they want. They opted to let her go. I'm telling you, it's about the precedent. You can't set that precedent of just like you guys do whatever you need to do. You could walk all over us, and we'll still pay you the big bucks. Doesn't work like this is the real world, but they, Grandma. You can't go shooting people they, they on a whim. Up, they set a precedent with Charlotte, though. They paid her all that money. What do you think? What do you think that precedent's going to be when Bianca's a free agent? What the fuck do you think nope. she's going to be asking for? Don't make me slam this desk. Neither <laughs> of those women have walked out. Because I'm ready to break this desk in half. Neither of those women when left. When Rhea's a free agent, what is she going to be asking for? Uh, all the monies, and she deserves it. So does Bianca. Bianca's going to get a hefty pay raise, too. But you can't set the precedent. 
we had this discussion with CM Punk and AEW. You can't just go around beating people up. He, you know, Tony feared for his life. I mean, they had no choice. They had, they had to set a precedent. You can't come around here and just smack me around or smack this person around. You know how many, sh- fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. That's it. Uh-huh. I mean, they could have bought her. They could buy anybody. They could buy anybody they want. It's a precedent. Well, Trinity, the news to me uh, that broke today on Trinity, I, though I'm not surprised, but uh, I'm surprised it's happening this soon. Uh, we could see her in the Royal Rumble, for all we know, and she re- she'll be right back into the thick of things on WWE television when, you know, we we start talking about who's Rhea going to wrestle at WrestleMania. Is it going to be Becky? Is it going to be Liv Morgan? People throwing Liv Morgan's name around. I don't see that being a WrestleMania match. You know, you could plug Trinity right in there and, and do that. You could plug Trinity on SmackDown, have her go against EO. She could be the one that comes back and saves Bailey from the damage control uh, split. She could be plugged in there where Sasha was going to be plugged in, and you can get a, a nice quality WrestleMania match out of her. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, me too. And I think, you know, Trinity will do great things in WWE and um, when she comes back. And like I said, I don't, I, you know, Becky, Rhea, Bianca, they're all going to get their big paydays and they all deserve it. And whether it's Charlotte money or if they're very close to it, you know, that's the barometer. Um, and we got to understand that they're going to take care of the people who've been captaining the ship. Yeah. Now I want to switch gears over to AEW, guys. A couple of AEW notes we want to talk about. Andrade first, and we'll get into the MJF news that broke this week. Andrade finished up with AEW at World's End on Saturday. Uh, Tony Khan got a nice little message from Andrade today. A lot of of people got a nice little message from Andrade. He thanked everybody publicly on social media, and he is done with the company. Tony Khan let him out of his contract, which supposedly was not due up until the spring of twenty four. Fightful learned this week that Andrade and AEW were set to no longer work together with most expecting it to culminate at World's End, which it did. WWE sources have been told by those close to Andrade that his deal wouldn't be up until at least the spring, but many we spoke to in AEW expected his deal to be up imminently. There were many both in AEW and WWE that expected him back to WWE regardless. Fightful was able to learn of internal chatter about potential return at day one Raw, which, which did not happen which Triple H teased and ended up being The Rock. However, one source we spoke to seemed befuddled at the idea that it would be Andrade without outright denying it. Apparently, Drew, there was a major disagreement between Andrade and AEW Creative, which led to him asking for uh, his out of the contract earlier than expected. Um, I, I talked about this, and we talked about this briefly uh, on Saturday when we did our post-show, or pre-show, rather, and we talked about it live at the at the venue at Nassau Coliseum. I'm not surprised by this move. Tony Khan gave his uh, explanation saying that, oh, yeah, we love Andrade, and we wanted to give him a big priority coming out of the Continental Classic, but, you know, they, they had him all this time. They didn't really do anything with him. I don't think they truly valued him. He was mishandled, and I think going back to WWE, where his wife is, Charlotte works on Fridays, and him being plugged in on SmackDown with the Lucha Libre connection that Triple H is nicely building up over there. I mean, it's just a shoe in to put him back with Zelina and just pair him up with fucking a new group and have him wrestle Santos. Yeah, later this year. I mean, it's just beautiful. Shawn Michaels said New Year's Evil is off to a hot start. Just got a call from a former NXT champion who wants to stop by and watch the new main event. So, okay, there you go. It'll be Andrade. Uh, also, some other news here. I mean, I'll, and we'll get to that Tony Khan stuff uh, with Andrade. But yeah, they dropped the ball 100. Yeah. percent I don't think that Tony. I think Tony had really high aspirations for Andrade, and I think that he just 
didn't know what to do with him. I think he got enamored with other things. Um, and, you know, it happens. That roster was loaded. But Andrade could have easily challenged for numerous TNT titles, numerous world ch championships, and he just didn't. The one thing that, you know, I will give Tony a lot of credit for, man. I thought he was going to drop the ball with Joe, too, and he he pulled the trigger with that one. Yeah, so. you know, he, he's booked Joe, uh, Joe beautifully, uh, and we'll get to Joe in a little bit. Uh, what a okay. clinic that man did in the post-press conference, too. You yeah. want to talk about media literacy? Hey, Joe is an excellent Moe speaker. Joe? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh uh, Andrade, God. one, one uh, couple less things on Andrade here. You know, Tony Khan, you got to give credit to Tony Khan. Now he gets a lot of hate and a lot of, a lot of uh, criticism, which is justified from time to time, most of the time. But, you know, where he differs from a lot of other promoters, Tony's a fan Tony loves his talent. Tony looks after his talent. He could have easily buried Andrade against Miro on Saturday night, and they, they went out there and went 15 minutes plus in, in a solid wrestling match. So he, he let him go out there on the highest of notes, and Tony let him out of his deal early. And I look at it like this, and I know you touched upon this over the weekend, Drew. If you don't want to be there, there's the door. Okay, thank you for coming. Thank you for helping us out. There's the door. And I see this yeah. as a good thing because whoever doesn't want to be there, get them out. I love that. Yeah, I think that Tony's, you know, uh, the different guard in that terms where Tony's not going to, like, hold you hostage or make you look like a piece of shit beating the hell out of you before you leave. Tony did uh, Andrade, you know, a solid on Saturday. When it first started, I thought to myself, and I looked at you and I said, is Tony going to be petty? And you were like, I don't think so. And I was like, I don't think so either. And, I mean, on, Miro was beating the hell out of him. Then Andrade got some offense. And you know what? Like Tony did right by Andrade, sent him out on his on his shield, and um, obviously, you know, you do right by the business, and you and you lose on your way out for the most part. And uh, Tony could have been a total prick, and he wasn't. So, MJF, MJF hmm. made the news this weekend. Apparently, MJF was removed from the AEW roster page, and this got a lot of people talking. I don't know why. Clearly, they're playing up his storyline, but people tend to think that he's ending up in WWE. He's going to be in the Royal Rumble. No, he's not. He's not going anywhere. MJF is expected to take time off to heal from injuries, and Fightful even reported as soon as the news broke that he's expected to have time off. They spoke to a lot of people immediately following AW World's End that said that they expect MJF to be off TV for a while immediately, if not almost immediately, he has a plethora of injuries, and it was adamant that he wanted to see the title reign through. As MJF is often influential in his own creative, there's always a chance that he could insist on an absence not happening, but it's expected internally. Now, MJF has long said that his AEW contract is up at the start of this year. He's not told anyone any different, but WWE sources have claimed that they've not had any conversations with him, though there was interest as recently as a year ago. Most in AEW believe he resigned well over a year ago, even though he'd never admit as much. Now, he was a part of the, the main event. Joe beat him for the world championship, Drew. We saw it all play out. Adam Cole revealed himself to be the devil. We all know that this is a storyline. He's not going anywhere. We documented this several times already on this show. Why would they get rid of him when this basically is the next chapter of this feud and they're just waiting for both of these guys to get healthy so that they continue their feud? But as far as MJF... I feel like him being off TV may be a good thing. Two, three months. I mean, some MJF fatigue was building up. Not, not saying necessarily from me or you, but I do sense fans were starting to get tired of MJF. I think him being off TV, let's start there. It's going to be a good thing for him. 
Yeah, I think MJF being off television is going to help that character immensely. And depending on how they send him off, which we'll see, uh, I believe, on Wednesday in Newark, New Jersey, uh, will be something to behold. Uh, I think you could do right by him and you can do right by the fans if you send him off the right way. And I do think, you know, MJF needs some time to either heal or get some surgery. And I think it's best for him. MJF needs to um, really consider his long-term health, not rushing back or wondering if the fans are going to forget him or anything else like that, like that. He is so white hot that you could have him do vignettes or interviews or would not vignettes, but you could have him do segments and interviews from his home on long Island after surgery. And people are still going to care about MJF. Like everyone wants the payoff to this devil storyline. So I think Max needs to do what's best for himself and get healthy. And no, Max is not going anywhere. No, he's not going anywhere at this time. Uh, also, with MJF taking a little hiatus off of television, it's going to be good for him. Tony Khan's got plenty that he could keep us busy with. The ascension of Swerve Strickland. We have Osprey coming in in February. Mercedes potentially coming in before Revolution. I mean, there's a lot of things going on that could ease the pain of MJF and Adam Cole being off television. Now, with the devil being revealed finally, I'm glad we got Adam Cole as the devil. I think the people that are behind the masks is everybody that we needed it to be. Adam Cole, Robert yeah. Strong, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Wardlow. We saw it all play out. The only thing that I was not pleased with is the way that they had Joe kind of walk off with the championship. I was a little critical of that. And I would have preferred to see Adam Cole maybe screw MJF out of the match earlier in the match instead of being, hey, I'm going to sit in this chair. I'm going to pull off the mask. I'm the devil while MJF was on his knees there begging for an answer of why. Uh, what would you have done differently, Drew? How did you see it through your eyes the way you saw it live? Yeah, I would say that um, Joe winning the championship was a must. I love that decision. Um, I thought the way that it happened kind of left everybody in kind of like suspense. Like, wait a second. Like, cause the ref like really took his time. And I think it also, if you go back and watch it, it kind of opens the door because MJF's hand really didn't go all the way down. Yeah. It kind of stopped. The referee called for the bell, which gives MJF the opportunity to be like, Hey, my, my hand did not hit the canvas for three. So there's a rematch there. So I dug that. And I, I, I didn't like that Joe just kind of stormed off. Yeah. Like, I, I wish that Joe kind of, like, stood at the ramp and watched the devil reveal and kind of be like, okay. Yeah. Like, or did one of these or, like, thanks, you know. Like, see you guys later. Um, Him just getting to the back, you know, that he's probably instructed to do that, obviously, so that they can get this big devil reveal, which didn't fall flat, in my opinion. What fell flat was the way that Joe walked off with nothing, not even like a, like, you know, like a, you know, laughing at, at, max or nothing and also that cole should have played a role in this like for them to have cole's hands you know like behind his back like they're gonna blast him with a chair and then the lights go out we all knew what was coming it was yeah. gonna be cole standing with them so that was very anticlimactic to have in my opinion the shot here the money shot if i was producing or i had something to say would be within you know 60 seconds or 30 seconds of this match being completed we have Cole screw Max and Max's face like, bro, what the hell? They had that moment where Cole was kind of fumbling in his jacket for the ring. He yeah. could have pulled out a middle finger or he could have pulled out the devil mask and MJF was right there in front of him like, what the fuck? And then Samoa Joe, while the referee was down, blasts him with there the belt go. or something. And then one, two, three, Adam Cole should have absolutely cost him the match. 
That was it for me right there is yeah. what you said. Yeah. You could have had him like going like this. All right, let me get the ring. And then all of a sudden, you know, we zoom in and yeah. there's the horns popping out of the devil. And Cole looks up and he's like, and then and Max gets it's Joe's finisher. And then we're off to the races. Like they could have done that too. Or the devil mask falls out of his pocket. Something like that, which I you really needed to have that shot of Max being like completely shocked because when Cole was sitting there and it was done good. Don't get me wrong. But when Cole was sitting in the chair and he pulled his hair back, Max was kind of like, I trusted you, dude, you son of a, and I was just like, man, it's very nitpicky, but they could have done more. The people involved, you know, we called all of them. I said, Tony Khan possibly, uh, but the people involved make sense. They made perfect sense. Do we get an explanation from Adam Cole on Wednesday? I don't think that's been announced yet, but do, should we see Adam Cole on Wednesday? Give us an explanation as to why he did it. Yes. Absolutely. TK, listen, man, you got to book Adam Cole for Newark, okay? I don't want to hear any yeah. excuses. And then you could just have Adam Cole sit in his, you know, his uh, evil chair for the next, you know, month and a half while he rehabs, you know, stuff like that, you know? And I did just, say that, I did say with Adam Cole finally being revealed as the devil, I mean, if Adam Cole was not due to come back imminently, I wouldn't say imminently, maybe in the next month or two, they wouldn't have revealed him as the devil. So I feel like with him being revealed as the devil that we're kind of on the right path for him to coming back very soon. Yeah, I would think that probably revolution might be the time and place. If not, you know, then, you know, I it, it's going to be tough uh, for another three months. But I think that they have the right people in place. And I also believe that Cole can really be the evil mastermind behind this while he just sits in a chair and rehabs, truthfully. Yeah. So, yeah, that is our opinion on uh, AEW World's End, guys. And that is the news that we have lined up for you this week on TNT. And right now, I want to, I want to, I want to do something real quick here before we get into the uh, awards. Yeah, TNA has just announced that their pay per views will be premium live events. Get out of here! Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're doing some sort of like nine ninety nine a month. I don't know if this is normal. I, you know, people in the chat, go for it. But their pay per views are now premium live events. Wow, man, they're really uh, taking that that partnership with Endeavor really seriously, huh? Yeah, it seems like uh, there's more than meets the eye with this stuff. And Triple H has a major announcement on Thursday, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't have that in the news. It's funny you brought that up because I was thinking about that earlier. Punk is going to be part of that. It's going to be on Peacock Stream Live. What are we talking about there, man? Are we going to get the uh, Monday Night Raw new TV deal being announced there? I think that's possible. I also think there could be a WrestleMania location for 41 announced because um, they they do like to do that a little bit before Mania right around this time. Uh, but maybe it's something to do with Impact. I mean, you know, uh, TNA's pay-per-views are now premium live events, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's $9.99 a month and you get the pay-per-view. So that's interesting. Like, is this headed to Peacock? That's pretty That's pretty cool, man. Uh, if it heads to yeah. Peacock, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, hesitant to tune in. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's available January 5th, starting at $9.99 a month. So, you know, um, but I I think it's one of those three things. It's either the television deal, the, the raw media rights, WrestleMania, or this Impact stuff. So That's pretty cool, man. Uh, listen, it's only January 2nd. We got all this major shit happening in pro wrestling already. You got to love it. Yeah, and you know what? Nick Khan could have unloaded probably the TV deal, the media rights deal, if he wanted to on one one. But man, he pulled Dwayne out of his hat. So there you go. Well, I mean, he's got he's a, he's a boatload of surprises. That Nick Khan man, he is. Anyway, guys, before we get into the awards, thank you for joining us. We got twenty five hundred plus in here. Please continue to support by hitting the thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes. 
Get those super chats in. We got a $100 bomb already in the chat. We're going to go over them at the end of the show. Make sure you guys also follow us on social media, JD from NY206 and at Andrew Baydala on X. So make sure you guys go follow us there. And if you need any more content, you guys can check the TNT playlist or whatever I have on the homepage. We were live from Monday Night Raw last night. Go and check all that stuff out on the homepage. And it's time for the TNT Awards, man. We're going to get into this. And we have 16 different categories. It's like a fucking game show here, man. I wanted to be cheesy, man. I never get to be cheesy. Let's be cheesy. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. Going to start off. Going to start off slow, man. Tag team of the year. Okay. This is, by the way, we had almost 50,000 votes between 16 categories. Next, 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 next. Okay. Tag team of the year. This is between FTR, the Judgment Day. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Bullet Club Gold, that's Jay White and Juice Robinson, the Creed Brothers, and Aussie Open. And the winner of Tag Team of the Year is FTR with 49.6% of the votes. Well, no shit. I mean, who else is even close? It's not even, it's not even funny. It's not even fair. It's FTR. Now I do. This is this is what bothers me, man. I know FTR was announced to wrestle the House of Black. Why wasn't that on the fucking card Saturday night? Yeah, I don't like. I've been to two AEW shows in the past sixty. No, thirty. Yeah, no, thirty days, thirty-one days. Two of them for all you people who say he's an AEW hater. Uh, FTR was not on either show. That sucked for me. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to see FTR live, but. Uh, they, according to you guys, are the tag team of the year. No doubt about it. Breakout the top star of the year. Top three of all time. Top three of all time. Yeah. Well, who's the top? Who's who's the other two? Uh, the Road Warriors. And I'll probably throw... I'm going to go with the Dudleys. Yeah, Dudleys are up there. That's number one for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love the Hart Foundation. I love all those tag teams. But, I mean, Brett was way better off on his own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. Edgar Christian's up there, though. I was a big Money Inc. guy. Yeah, I like Money Inc. too. I like Money Inc. I was a uh, I was a big Rockers guy too. But I mean, when you're talking about longevity, who's done it? Uh, it for me, it's the Dudleys, uh, Road Warriors, and FTR in no particular order. Breakout star of the year. This one is also a runaway. Dominic Mysterio, Roderick Strong, Roosh, Solo Sokoa, Jay Uso. Mark Briscoe, Dragon Lee, and L.A. Knight. And the winner here with 60.6% of the votes is L.A. Knight. How the hell is... Where's Carmelo Hayes on that? Carmelo Hayes is not on the main roster. Okay. All right. All right. Then, yeah. I give well, it maybe to next Solo. year. I don't know. I expect him to be called up after SummerSlam anyway. I give it to Solo or uh, L.A. Knight. That would be my pick. But good voting. Good job, people. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight was somebody that was actually going to be uh, on his way out the door. Vince was still in charge, man. It's unbelievable. I would say L.A. Knight, outside of Gunther and what they did with the Roman Sammy storyline, I think Ooh, L.A. Knight may be one of, uh, one of Triple H's greatest creative achievements so far in the year and a half. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, the Gunther one's a. That's I number one that's, for sure, yeah. Yeah. LA Knight Breakout Star of the Year, guys, 60.6% of the votes. AW Women's Wrestler of the Year. We have Athena, Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander, Julia Hart, Sky Blue, and Tony Storm. And the winner 
with 49.1% of the votes is Tony Storm. Timeless. Timeless. Come on, man. I thought Athena was going to take it, honestly. Yeah, I, I could see that. But, I mean, Tony Storm has been even. She's so good even in the pre, the post-show press conferences. Yeah. Anthony, darling. I was dying. <laughs> she mentioned something about Monet, didn't she? Yeah, and then she talked about Wendy Richter. I know yeah. there's a lot of Monet to be uh, made with this particular person. And she stood up and said, Wendy Richter? Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, there was a discussion, man. Me and Jesse talked about it on uh, on Sunday when we did our post show. Let me, I'm curious to see if you agree. I know Tony and Riho, you know, the match was whatever. You know, it was just another body for Tony to kind of, you know, beat and go on to the next one. But do mm -hmm. you feel do you feel that Tony's character is a little bit too much character when she's in the ring working? Do you want to see her scale it down a little bit? Because it's almost as if we, for, we forget that she's a great pro wrestler and it's all like comedic timing when she's in the ring. Do you want to see less no. of that? No. No. Okay. I don't. I don't. How many? I mean, what do, what do you guys what do you guys want? You want everybody to just have five-star classics and look the same? Generic A versus generic B versus generic asshole C. It doesn't come on, it doesn't work. What's unique? What is unique about Tony Storm? What's unique about Abaddon? What was unique about The Undertaker? What's unique about Brock Lesnar? What's unique about Triple H? Like, you can't just have carbon copies of AJ Styles cut their hair and they wrestle all the same, and that, that's just dumb. Okay, there you go. Next award. <laughs> Women's Match of the Year. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch at Payback. Steel Cage Match. Wow. Becky huh? Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton. NXT, No Mercy 2023. EO Sky versus Bianca Belair at Backlash. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, WrestleMania Night One. Athena versus Willow Nightingale. Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. And the Women's War Games match at this year's Survivor Series. And with 58.2% of the votes. Is Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. WrestleMania 39 Night One is the runaway winner there. All right, I like it. I would say that's like the best, uh, maybe one of the best women's matches ever. Honestly, um, I, I think the women's war games match was fantastic. It was better than the men. Oh yeah, well, I mean, the men was just to get you know something. Yeah, Orton. Yeah, that's it. AW Men's Wrestler of the Year. We got Brian Danielson. Ricky Starks, Swerve Strickland, Christian Cage, Jay White, Orange Cassidy, John Moxley, and MJF. And with 63.3% of the votes, no doubt about it, it goes to Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Well, duh. If it's not for MJF, AW is hurting. MJF had one of the best single years I think I've been a part of watching him wrestle has been a complete joy this year. Uh, he did so much for that company this year, and he really proved that not only is he more than just a promo, which I'm glad he shut a lot of people up. Best dog collar match, best Iron Man match, best fatal yeah. four way match. I mean, it, it, it's it's yeah. unbelievable what he did this year. So, I mean, it's no doubt about it. And I, I truly hope that he gets back sooner rather than later. He gets the help he needs. And he's 100%, and we're back to doing what we did in 2023. So 63.3% of the votes. MJF is your AEW Men's Wrestler of the Year. Moment of the cool. Year. Adam Copeland debuts with AEW. Roman Reigns. Say again? It was a good one. That was a good one. I love that. 
Uh, Roman Reigns defeats Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 39 simply for the fact of, you know, the shock value behind it. Bad Bunny's performance at Backlash in Puerto Rico. The Rock returns on SmackDown September 15, 2023 with Pat McAfee. Sami Zayn betrays Roman Reigns, and that was great at the Royal Rumble. I love that. Jay Uso pins Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank, where Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defeat the Usos for the tag team titles at WrestleMania Night 1. And the final one here, which is the Runaway, with 65.4% of the votes, CM Punk returns to Survivor Series 2023. It's amazing, man. All I heard all, all that time was that he wasn't a draw. Uh, well, I mean, you know, different company, different coat of paint, and that's what happens. He was a big draw in AEW, too, so. Yeah. WWE Women's Wrestler of the Year. Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, uh, EO Sky, Tiffany Stratton, and Bianca Belair. And the winner here with another runaway, 73.9% of the votes, Rhea Ripley is the Women's Wrestler of the Year. We got some smart people here voting. Yeah. Yeah, but re- listen, I, I understand. I made, a, I made a, a, a topical discussion out of this, Drew, last night. Nia Jackson, Becky Lynch. We didn't talk about anything else that happened on Monday Night Raw, which I thought was a solid show. Rhea Ripley is seemingly running through everybody on Monday Night Raw, and the only two people that she hasn't really beaten right now is Nia Jax and, and Becky Lynch. And, and Liv Morgan I'll throw in there as a wild card because I think that she'll be in the Royal Rumble. She'll be back on TV soon. What are we doing with Nia beating Becky last night? What'd you think of that? And are they prepping us for a Nia Rhea match at the Elimination Chamber and then doing Becky Rhea at WrestleMania? Um, I mean, they don't do anything for no reason at all. So maybe. But I also think this is, you know, a lot of people are always like, oh, Becky doesn't ever do the, you know, the, the jobs for anybody. Becky never puts anybody over. Becky just put over, you know, Nia big time. She didn't yeah. need to, you know. I mean, realistically, like didn't need to do that, so I think we'll see what happens. But I thought it was unpredictable, and I thought it was uh, it was good, you know. And Becky did did right by uh, by Nia Jax there. So we got men's wrestler of the year for WWE: Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, LA Knight, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Ilya Dragunov, Carmelo Hayes, Damian Priest, and Jay Uso. And another runaway with 57.6% of the votes. It goes to the ring general, Gunther, wrestler of the year for WWE. Good job. Good job, fans. Good job, people who voted. Yes. The greatest intercontinental champion of all time. His reign has been tremendous, and he's going to be a world champion in 2024, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Match of the year. This is spanning all companies, WWE Mm. and AEW specifically. This was actually a very close one. We got MJF versus Brian Danielson Iron Man match at AEW Revolution 2023. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, AEW Forbidden Door. Swerve Strickland versus Adam Hangman Page, AEW Full Gear. Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks, Strat match at All Out this year in Chicago. MJF versus Adam Cole, All In. FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, two out of three falls, AEW Collision on July 15th. MJF versus Kenny Omega, AEW Collision, October 28th. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, WrestleMania 39, night one. Sheamus, Gunther, and Drew McIntyre, WrestleMania 39, night two. And Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania 39, night two. And the winner 
with 23.7% of the votes is Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door. Interesting. Okay. I was actually surprised by this outcome, man. Now, my match of the year is MJF versus Brian Danielson Revolution Iron Man match. I thought that was incredible, but clearly everybody loved Omega Ospreay, which was a great match in its own right. I'm a sucker for a good Iron Man match, so. Yeah. That's what sold me on the business. It's right behind me, that whole event. That's that's Brett signed WrestleMania 12 ticket. That is a WrestleMania program, and that's the WrestleMania plaque that Sean won. So WrestleMania 12 is my, my stuff. Actually, MJF Brian Danielson came in third place here with only 19% of the votes. The triple threat right, match. Guys. Good night, idiots. <laughs> Second place went to Sheamus, Gunther, and Drew McIntyre with 19.5% of the votes. So That's not a bad match. No, I thought it was incredible. So, moving on here, man. Storyline of the year. This was an absolute runaway. First of all, we got Adam Cole, MJF, Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, Judgment Day, Rey Mysterio, MJF, Brian Danielson, MJF, The Devil, or Sami Zayn and The Bloodline. And, my God, with 70% of the votes, Sami Zayn and The Bloodline win storyline yeah. of the year. It's captivating. Yeah. I mean... And had everybody guessing, had everybody on the edge of the suit, who's going to turn, how's this going to happen? You know, the the MJF devil stuff just kind of, you know, culminated now. So, I mean, yeah, very good. But, but Sammy, yeah. I mean, the, the emotion that went into that Sami Zayn storyline was uh, something that we haven't seen on WWE television at all. And the, the, the chair shot to Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, man, that was, to me, I mean, a lot of people used it. It was cool to use the word cinema. During that, I mean, that, that, pop that was, was just beautiful. Yeah. That pop was absolutely deafening. And it was the whole, like, holy sh, that type. Like, you, you know, people, you could hear it. You could yeah. hear it. You, you, you legitimately felt Sammy's emotion there watching that. I mean, you, can't, you couldn't get any better than that this year. So good on you guys. Well, we know we got smart fans, but right now you guys are killing it in the, uh, the, the fan voting for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Stable of the year. This is for Stable of the Year in AWWE, Bloodline, Judgment Day, Damage Control, Blackpool Combat Club, LWO, and Mogul Embassy. And with 50% of the votes, it goes to the Judgment Day. What? Yes, the Judgment Day won Stable of the Year, yeah. I mean, they were very, very good, but Bloodline. Yeah, all right. Good. That's what you guys voted for, man. I don't know. And listen, blood, the bloodline kind of faded away. I think that a lot of people were like after yeah, in August, after, right. yeah, after Money in the Bank, the bloodline started to fade away, and then the Judgment Day was just really hot. So I could see why people went with the uh, the bloodline uh, second place there. Yeah, and you're, I mean, to that extent, like they have really kept it going all year. So. Yeah. Events of the year. This is P PLE or pay-per-view of the year. WrestleMania night one. WrestleMania 39, that is, night one. AEW Forbidden Door. AEW Wall In. AEW Full Gear. AEW Wrestle Dream. Or Money in the Bank in the UK. And with 57% of the vote, it went to WrestleMania 39, night one. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. I thought, I thought Forbidden Door was going to be a runaway in this one, man. Of course you did. That's just me. I mean, what other WWE pay-per-view was like a blow-away show for this year? I mean, I felt like uh, there was really, there were solid shows, and they did a lot of good, but I don't know if it was like show of the year type shit for the other ones. Listen, you know, I thought Backlash in Puerto Rico was unbelievably good for a, a regular, you know, non-Major 4 pay-per-view. Yeah. I really did. Well, I mean, that, the, the crowd. The Rumble this year was good. 
I don't know. I felt the Rumble was a little disappointing. I don't know. Well, that's because everyone knew that Cody was going to win, but I mean, like, the the Sammy turn at the Rumble, I mean, all that stuff. I just thought it was, there was a lot of things that happened at that Rumble I thought was very, very good. But I mean, you know, I thought WrestleMania Night 1 was solid. Very, very good, obviously. And I thought Night 2 was very, very good. But um, Forbidden Door is good, but, you know. Yeah, I would, uh, I would actually agree with the people that voted here. I think WrestleMania Night 1 was uh, the show of the year for sure. Booker of the Year. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Booker of the Year. We got four candidates here. Shawn Michaels, Scott Demore, Tony Khan, and Triple H. And with a unanimous 81% of the vote, it's going to Triple H, man, over Tony Khan. Oh, JD's audience are a bunch of shills, man. They they turned it back. I mean, it's just what it is, man. Yeah, what happens when you let me on the show? You know? No. Um, listen, I think Triple H has done so much this year. Um, and you know, Anthony, you did well, Anthony. But uh, you know, it's Triple H's year this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh I mean it's it's just the the right one. You know, Tony Tony had a, a solid year, but he's not winning Booker of the Year this year. I'm sorry. No. Promotion That's of lost. the no, not with us anyway. Maybe with Melter. I don't know. But uh, promotion of the year. Here's another one. Promotion of the year. AEW, NXT, Impact, New Japan, and WWE. 100% New Japan. You think? New Japan. I can't even see what the percentage of votes New, New Japan got here, man. Impact got, zero. Impact got 0.9% of the votes, man. Only 27 votes here. <laughs> That's Jesse voted 27 times. <laughs> 77.8% of the votes, it goes to WWE. Well, of course. I mean, of course. I listen, I, I AEW had a really good year. Um, a lot of injuries, unfortunately, but, you know, good year for them. But this is W. When you get CM Punk and Roman and, I mean, they're bad bunny. There's just, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's I hard. I know. So, promotion of the year goes to WWE. And we got two more, man. We got the big two here. Wrestling news story of the year. This was actually not a runaway, but closer than I anticipated. Vince McMahon stepping away from WWE creative. WWE merges with UFC soul to endeavor. CM Punk fired from AEW. CM Punk returns to WWE at Survivor Series or the death of Bray Wyatt. Mm. And with 38.7% of the votes... It's going to CM Punk returning at Survivor Series. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, what would you? What would you? Now, that that that's a that's a surprising uh, reaction from you. What What do you think is the moment of the or the new story of the year based on those ones? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think like for continual storylines and the overall business, I think it's definitely you know CM Punk. But I mean. We lost one of the biggest stars I think WWE has had in the past, you know, 10, 15 years in winning Rotunda Bray Wyatt. I think that's and young, like stupid young. Um, it's sad. Somebody lost their husband, their brother, uh, their father, and he's young. It's not like he's like 75 years old and lived a full life. I think that was the story, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I, I, could, uh, I could see that being uh, a lot of people's opinions. 19.4% of the votes went to Vince McMahon stepping away from WWE Creative. And third place was Bray Wyatt with 17.6% of the votes. You all are heartless. And finally, guys, the big one. Pro Wrestler of the Year. This is spanning both companies. 
where I, I would say the three companies, if you want to include uh, Will Ospreay, who's in this list, Seth Rollins, MJF, Brian Danielson, Will Ospreay, Gunther, Swerve Strickland, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and Christian Cage. And with 32.5% of the votes, it is not MJF. It is not even Seth Rollins or Will Ospreay. Gunther is the Pro Wrestler of the Year, according to our fans here on OTS and TNT. Gunther is your Pro Wrestler of the Year. Golf clap. That's a good. That's a good pick. There you go, guys. That's who you guys voted for, man. Sixteen categories, almost fifty thousand votes between all sixteen categories. Crazy. I think. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed most of them. Some of them were uh, a little, you know, fugazi, but uh, you yeah. guys, uh, you guys did uh, a good job. That's crazy. Fifty, almost fifty thousand votes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to do that. Um, humbled, grateful. You know, there's so many words that I could use, but that's awesome. Thank you guys for everything you do, man. It's going to be a great year, not only for what we do here on TNT, but a great year for pro wrestling. And before we get out of here, let's get into the Super Chats. Your guys' questions and concerns right now. Let's start with Cameron Battle, 999. It's crazy how people don't believe me when I say WWE's going to Warner Brothers Discovery. I mean, I'm very confident that on Thursday, Triple H's major announcement will be the TV deal. I don't. I don't think so. I think this this might have something to do with uh, the more and more I'm uh, uh, getting information that maybe this has something to do with TNA. Maybe maybe Trinity is going to be announced as a sign, or she's going to be in the Rumble. It's going to be interesting. I'll be watching regardless, so it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, Michael Krause with the two dollars super chat. What's up from Walla? Thank you for all you do, bro. Thank you, Michael Krause. Thank you for being here nightly, man. Appreciate you. Said Suka with a 1999. To be honest, we're just trying to find a way to give Cody his moment. But if you step back and look at it, it sounds dumb to do it at the chamber. Drew, you have a business eye. You telling me the biggest match since Rock Cena is not at WrestleMania? Come on now. In years prior, I would agree with you. And I'm, I still think that Rock should be a part of WrestleMania. But if you... All right, so I'll present this to you. You need to sell 20,000 more tickets, 15,000 more tickets. They're willing, the city is willing, and the country's willing to pick up either half or the full tab of Rock's cost to be there. What do you have to lose? You're still attaching him to your brand. You're still, he's still working for WWE. I mean, it's a win-win. And, and hopefully you can convince him to just show up at Mania if they decide to do this match at Perth. Yeah. So business-wise, I think it works both ways. But I hear you. For me, I want him at Mania too, man. But it is what it is. What are you guys talking about? KO is the NXT champion? Heard heard the NXT champion was KO. What, what are yeah, you guys talking about? Right. That's accurate. Uh, the former champion wanted to show up and watch the match with Kevin Owens. It was not Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Satsuka, thank you for the 1999. Ali with a 499. Hey, JD, my question to you and Drew is, do you see Jade Cargill go against Nia Jax at WrestleMania if they build the story up? No, Jade will be in the Royal Rumble. I think she'll have a couple of eliminations, but she ain't nowhere near ready to be on TV. No. And I think that's 100% the best utilization of Jade right now is the Rumble. Get her some shine, eliminate some people, have a big spot. We'll see you in a little bit. Jim Cornette with a 199. I think AJ Lee is a bigger draw than Sasha Banks, in my opinion. Well, that's a tough one. I would I would disagree right now, but I think AJ Lee is a, is a big get, and I think she'll end up in WWE with something. I'm making a prediction. I made a prediction a couple weeks ago. I think AJ's in the Rumble. I like that. Yeah. Works. 
Raymond Moore with an eight months drinking a monster watching TNT, the best wrestling debate show in the land, then going to watch the LA Kings beat Toronto. Thank you, Raymond. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Agree with one of those things. I mean, the Kings should should lose to Toronto. So, Tony Brown with a 499 certified goats. Truly honored to be on Team TNT. Thank you, Tony Brown. Thank you. Noah Long, 499. What's up, JD and Drew? Been watching TNT since episode one. Y'all are the goats. Keep it up. What should be AW's direction going forward with MJF out? I think the Devils, henchmen, and the Devils should run roughshod over AW. Yeah. Uh, I think Adam Cole should target the world title. I think that's the reason why he stabbed MJF in the back, and that's the way to go. Uh, Michael Crowley with a $5 Super Chat. Getting Cody on SmackDown. How about a final six in the Rumble that didn't win in the chamber? And you can't have real dynamite without TNT. I yeah, think that's I, a good way to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How, uh, listen, if Cody's getting Roman, I don't know how we get him from Raw to SmackDown. So, I don't know. Or if he, if he doesn't win the Rumble, I should say, how we get him over to SmackDown. Final six works. That's really, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Black Wolf Inc. with a $10 Super Chat or $15 Super Chat. I'm sorry. Three fives. What's good, fellas? Uh, Drew, it was awesome meeting you in person over the weekend. Good man, you are. Uh, JD, the level of stupid on X is amazing. Did you know that The Rock cannot be at Perth for the Elimination Chamber because it would be 3 a.m. in Hollywood? Seriously, that's on JD's pages recently. And Roman Reigns versus The Rock is another match that's too big for WrestleMania like Brock Taker at SummerSlam instead of Mania again. Nice meeting you, too. Thank you for the kind words. I mean, a lot of people making a big deal about it being 3 a.m. in Hollywood when this live uh, event goes to Peacock. I, I mean, Ayers. I don't give a shit. I'll be watching regardless. Uh, BC Driver with 19 months. I know Drew said that if they don't pull the trigger on Cody by SummerSlam, it needs to be a wash. But in my opinion, WrestleMania is the last stop. You're not alone. Black Wolf with 10 months. If Roman won the belt at 36, then he would have beaten Hogan's record already. Oh, okay. Michelle Moran with a two. Can Rock still go? He was gassed after four minutes. I don't think that uh, will be a concern come chamber, Michelle. Cake with a $2 Super Jet. Vince's dream match will not be booked by Vince. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Phil with a 999. Hey, JD and Drew, great show as always. I want to thank both of you for the amazing meet and greet. It's nice to finally get a chance to talk and meet with both of you. Stay safe and God bless. Thank you, Phil. You it was too, great Phil. meeting you too, brother. You too, buddy. Michael Thayer with a two. JD, did you hear that Roman is leaving after WrestleMania? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, Roman always takes some time off. I mean, I don't know if it'll be right after WrestleMania, but he's going to take some time off. Jim Cornette with a 499. I'm a fan of Cody, but in reality... His story this year has been thrown away matches versus the Judgment Day and Brock. I mean, you're not wrong, but that's why I think it's even more now uh, a necessity to get it at WrestleMania because he's done nothing all year to really, I just rile up excitement. So we'll see, man. It's going to be a very interesting WrestleMania season with, with Dwayne being back. PMAC with a $5 Super Chat. The match shouldn't should happen at the Chamber because the Rock seems... Like he'll be busy with the merger. XFL and USFL start on March 30th. I mean, Drew did mention yeah. that earlier. Yeah, it'll be, and it's going to be tough for Roman to step away if he's, you know, got to have an intricate uh, role in that stuff. So, uh, Trey the Trillist with the nine months. Hey, JD, love the show. Uh, the only wrestling pod I listen to, and I love TNT. Do you expect Jade Cargo at the Rumble, and what will be her role at Mania? No role at Mania, and in the Rumble, yes, as a little, uh, 
Hey, how you doing? Hollywood guy with a five. Hey, guys, if Mercedes makes bank, no pun intended, in AEW, DC, Britain, others being jealous of her. Um, I think there's always jealousy coming out of that women's locker room, but uh, I think most of them will understand that Mercedes is there to help, and she will help. Yeah, I mean, you, there's jealousy in everything that you do. Yeah. Um, we got a $100 super chat from Phantom67. Thank you so much for your generosity, Phantom. Happy New Year, JD, Andrew, and OTS family. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much for that. Very generous of you. Happy New Year. Tribal Chief with the two. JD, Drew, you guys are a great duo. Keep it up. Thank you, brother. We try, man. Thank you. Doom Rager, 999. I really hope that AEW finally molds their women's division into something great. You're bringing Mercedes and Deanna with Jamie Hayter coming back and Britt coming back and Tony at the top. I mean, it's tough to top, man. That's a that's a great division right there. Yeah, and all those women have a chance to shine. Joel with a 499. If AEW can land both women, I would be in interested in giving the women's division all to Rampage. A whole hour of top women would be good. No. No, they need to be spread out across all three shows. So we'll wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Philip Newton with a 999. Why play for the Yankees when you could play for the Braves with better benefits? I don't know. I guess, I mean, a little much. That's a little, that's a little stuck up to JD, but I, I appreciate it. Uh, a Alexis with a $2 super jet. JD, what would you have asked at the media scrum? Oh, I don't, I mean, I don't know what I would have asked and to who, but I probably would have asked uh, Swerve something, being that uh, he has a, a nice meteoric rise this year. Uh, Irv Wallace with a new membership. Thank you, Irv Wallace. Freebird with a 17 months. You should tell Jesse to put a wet floor sign down. I just slipped in my mother's basement, and I want $100,000. But I'll take floor seats for Mania. OTS for life. Freebird. Thank you, brother. Uh, Jesse's in the hospital right now. Uh, I I might address that uh, tomorrow during Dynamite. Uh, Going through some uh, kidney stuff, and he's in the hospital till Thursday. Is he all right? Yeah, he's he's fine. Shout out to Jesse. Get, Get healthy. Uh, Heisenberg with a 699. This show always makes my Tuesday better. Happy New Year to both of you. Thank you, Heisenberg. Kratos with the new membership. Thank you, brother. Uh, I know it's not a new membership because you got my title belt emote next to your name. So YouTube, uh, once again, not uh, doing the deal. Phil with a 999. How about this? After MJF is done healing up, we get MJF bringing in some friends and Alexander Hammerstone and Richard Holiday to combat against Adam Cole and the rest of the crew. Maybe. Great. Why is there awards? Why? Why is everybody so hung up on Hammerstone coming to AEW? I don't know. He's a large man, though. He's a big guy. Next. <laughs> Metalhead for life. You guys are the GOATs. TNT forever with 24 months. Thank you, Metalhead. Michael Evans with 18 months. OTS goal for 24. 200K subscribers. Best wishes in 24. Thank you, Michael Evans. Thank you. Kratos, 40 months deep. My father lost a childhood friend on Saturday and has another in the hospital right now. Pray for my family, please. Kratos, thoughts, love, and prayers out to your family, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Same here. Thoughts and prayers. Hush with a two. TNA pay-per-views are now going by PLEs. Any insight on that? Well, Drew Drew mentioned that uh, a little bit ago. Hush. Uh, Delightful with a 499. Only reason Rock is there is because his last five movies sucked. Austin will always be better. I mean, okay. Okay. Let us know how you feel, delightful. Daniel Garcia taking on Swerve Strickland this Wednesday from Newark, New Jersey. Official. Why? Because we can. <laughs> um, We're going to find out. 
It's Zabdi with a 999. Happy New Year. I'm so thankful to be part of the OTS family. Question, what are your thoughts on the Velveteen Dream Apology? Should he get a second chance? We didn't discuss that because I didn't really put much merit into it. But I will say this, man. Uh, I think everybody deserves a second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he sounded genuine in the video that he put out. I watched all of it. I watched his body reactions and his tone. Listen, I don't think he's going to land anywhere. I think he's finished in pro wrestling. I don't think he'll ever be accepted, but... You know, I think everybody deserves a, a, a second chance at what uh, they got going on here. Yeah, I agree. Everyone deserves a second chance. Um, I wish I wish him the best, but I, I think he's uh, too hot to touch. Yeah. Juan Castle with a 199. Drew, man, who's your pick for the Super Bowl? Baltimore Ravens. Sounds like a sound pick. Couple of friends of mine are big Ravens fans. They must be. They must be very happy with this uh, this season so far. Shout out to Tiffany's for that book, that Super Bowl trophy book. Shout out to my aunt. Thank you very much, Billy, with a five dollars super chat. Does Mercedes money show up tomorrow night? OTS for life. No, I don't think we see yeah. Mercedes. Maybe you, you think so? I'd love it. Yes, why not? Now let's do it. Let's get it done. You know, early. the one thing they need to touch on too. This is the venue that MJF won his first world championship at, and this will be the venue that he gets back to without it. First time in over a year. Is it close to a year now? It'll be a year at Revolution, right? No, he was champion. When did he win the championship? No, he's been over a year already. Okay, so this is the first time in over a year he's going back to the same building without his championship. AEW needs to play up on that. Uh, Lauren with a new membership. Thank you, Lauren. John 10 with a five. In Rock's doc, they said a match that that big can only happen at WrestleMania. I just don't see them putting the Rock-Roman match on at 6 a.m. at the chamber. I mean, listen, I get it. I'm just saying, I think there's a possibility something happens with the Rocket Chamber, whether it's Rock and Roman or whether it's Rock interfering. I'm with you all. The match should happen at Mania, but you never know what happens. Uh, Lauren with the $2 Super Chat. How were your holidays? Very quiet, Lauren. Uh, Simple as best. And also, do you guys think that MJF and Adam Cole will be feud of the year in 2024? Also, I agree with your opinions on Rock's return. It overshadows Cody and Punk. Uh, it's a possibility if they both get healthy, man. I'm looking forward to seeing them back in the ring because the first two times that we've seen it, they had great matches. So, yeah. Uh, Vince Russo with a 199. We got Jim Cornette and Vince Russo in the chat. Great. I and wish Heisenberg. I was. Yeah, and Heisenberg. I wish I was Booker of the Year, bro. Great show. I'm sorry, Vince. Maybe next year. Sorry, Vinny. George Gamer with a 999. I still think Cody versus Reigns 2 is happening at Mania. God bless y'all. God bless you too. I think it's happening as well, man. TK Banks with a $5 super chat. How will Cody and Jay move from Raw to SmackDown to build to WrestleMania? Cody versus Roman and Jimmy versus Jay. Royal Rumble is going to be a big part of that, man, especially with Jimmy and Jay. Yep. Will with a five. It would be crazy if one day after Mercedes shows up on AEW, Triple H and Punk say Raw is on Warner Brothers Discovery. Right, listen, man, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Stay tuned. Nate, the spider hunter with a five. JD, the chamber is in Australia. That means your OTS bug killer is making his in-ring debut against an eight-foot spider. Well, good luck against that spider, brother. Not for me. And MGM balling with a 499. Nana and Garcia dance off tomorrow. LFG. Great stream, gentlemen. And get well, Jesse. Hopefully, you have another stream with all three of you very, very soon. Thank you, MGM balling. I will update you guys on Jesse tomorrow night. And... That is it, man. All tapped out of Super Chats. What do you got? I just want to say again, thank you. Humbled for all the support, you guys. We had like 2,700 in here. We had close to 50,000 votes for our first ever awards. 
humbled. Thank you. Um, you know, a lot of people go through a lot of things. Um, I could be having the worst day of my life. You guys would have no idea, but I come on here and I'm entertaining for you guys because you guys get that energy right back. No, I'm not having the worst day of my life. I'm just saying this is an escape for two and a half hours. You get two guys talking wrestling. We're trying to be entertaining. We're trying to have fun, entertain you. So I thank you for that. And that's what this is. So thank you. Thank you guys for everything, man. Thank you guys for a great 28 episodes. This was the first episode of 24. We're going to bring the heat all year long, as you guys know. And we're glad to have you for the ride. Make sure you guys tune in next week. Same time, same channel, episode 29. And I'll be live tomorrow night by myself, flying solo for AW Dynamite right here on OTS. Remember to hit that thumbs up, guys. Follow us on social media. And please go check out all the other content on the channel. And we will see you guys next week for TNT episode number 29. See you guys later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.